you end up creating these unrealistic expectations and it's going to leave you with a constant feeling of failure and perhaps that you are a mistake instead of making a mistake because you're 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 again your worth is tied to an external ruler and so it is so important it's so important to change that underlying belief to take back your worth and recognize that you are worthy in and of yourself Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule, and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey there, super moms. What you're listening to today has been recorded live inside my Facebook community, Moms Without Capes. Because of this, you may hear me talking to the moms who are tuning in live and leaving comments in real time. But know that the content is super valuable and meant to help you discover and fall in love with who you are underneath your super mom cape. If you want to be part of my amazing community of moms who are getting comfortable with hanging up their capes and be there at the live recordings of this podcast, come find us on Facebook or check out the show notes for the link to join my group, Moms Without Capes. Hope to see you in the group. Through this month, we've been talking about self-esteem, which is how you feel about yourself and how it connects to self-care, self-love, and really stepping into the best version of yourself. And today I wanted to talk about the consequences of low self-esteem, which means what happens when you don't like yourself or when you are struggling with your, um, how you feel about yourself. So this is something, I, before I dive into this, I want to revisit the cognitive model. So if you've been following me for a while or you're in my Moms Without Capes Facebook group, um, you are probably, you've probably heard about this. And the cognitive model is based on the premise that all of your thoughts, emotions, and your actions or your behaviors all stem from the beliefs you hold about yourself, about the world, and about others. So essentially what we believe about ourselves dictates our thoughts, feelings, and actions. And so when we're talking about self-esteem and how you feel about yourself or what you believe about yourself, the consequences that follow as a result are all of the things that we think, feel, and act or do. Now, the super mom, and by super mom, what I mean is the moms are the moms who are taking care of everyone and everything else. Sorry, I'm a little sick today. <laughs> so, they're the moms that are taking care of everyone and everything else, and they don't put themselves on their to do list, they put themselves last. And as we know, we usually don't get through our to-do list because as super moms, we have a lot of things that we feel that we need to do. And so when you're putting yourself last, you're usually the first thing to go at the end of the day when you are exhausted and overwhelmed and you definitely don't have the energy or the time 
to take care of you or to pursue any passions or to engage in or develop any friends, friendships or relationships, right? Like we self-care, I talk about the five pillars of self-care. It encompasses the physical, spiritual, emotional, intellectual, and social. So like we don't have give ourselves time to do any of that when we have to-do lists that are gazillion tasks long. We think that we need to do all the things. And so why do we do this? Why do we have to-do lists that run a mile long? Why do we feel the need to run ourselves ragged, putting our kids in a million different activities, chauffeuring, eating on the go, if, if you're eating at all, why are we doing all of these things? It's because of our beliefs. So this episode is going to, well, all of my episodes, this entire podcast is directed to super moms. And it's those moms that are doing all of the things and they're not putting themselves on the to-do list. And the reason that many of these moms, men, the, men, the reason many of you do this and struggle with not putting, prioritizing yourself is because of the underlying belief of not being worthy, not feeling or not believing that you are important enough to prioritize. I said it. And it might be really hard. You might be cringing right now. And many of you that are listening to this do struggle with low self-esteem. Because if you believe that you are not enough or that you are unworthy, all of your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, and actions, and what you do that follow are all not going to help you step into your best version. So we need to get to that underlying belief. Identify what that belief is and challenge it. Change it. Because only when you get at the root of what you're thinking, feeling, and doing, only then can can the real change happen. Can you fall in love with that woman who's holding tight to that superwoman cape. So let's talk about what are those thoughts, feelings, and actions that are coming from the beliefs that you hold. Why are you, when you're holding so tight to that supermom cape, what's going on in your life? And the number one consequence of low self-esteem for supermoms is busyness. We have a lot of things on our to-do list. When I first, about a year ago, I joined a coaching program. Well, it wasn't really a coaching program. It was a program that taught me how to create a course because I had a goal of helping many moms and I, I still have that goal, but many super moms 
get comfortable with hanging up their cape. And so I signed up to take a course to learn how to create a course. And at that time, I knew I wanted to serve moms. And one of the big reasons moms say that they don't have that they don't practice self-care is because they don't have the time. And so I was like, oh, I am a I I schedule things. I have always been told that I am a great time manager. I am able to plan my day. I am a planner. I am a schedule. Ask my husband. It annoys the heck out of him. But I can I, I know where everyone's supposed to be, right? So I am um, as the manager of my house, I have and, and it's something that I, I even in college and high school even, I always just managed my time well. And so when I had taken this course, I was like, I will create a time management course. Moms always say that they don't have time for self-care. That was before I dove deeper. And I was like, why don't they have time? It is, I, I, I realized the more super moms I talk to, many of us are planners. We enjoy planning because it helps us feel in control of what, you know, what everyone and everything is doing or what everything's going on. And so it wasn't time management that super moms needed. I needed to get deeper than that. For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak, and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my, my worth, but really it was exhausting, and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed, and I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses, but it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. Busyness is a huge 
consequence of low self-esteem because we hide under our to-do list. I say are because I myself am a super mom. And I held on to my cape for a really long time. I have learned to let go of that cape. I've learned who I was under that cape and started doing the work to put myself on my to-do list, to prioritize and start taking care of myself. And by doing that, I started doing the work to actually love myself, not just like myself, but love myself truly and unconditionally. And, and that's, that is my mission. That's the mission of the Moms Without Capes is to help you do the same. But when you're tying your worth to your productivity, that is, it's, it's not the way to go. You end up inevitably feeling all sorts of negative feelings and that's, and your self-esteem is based on an external measurement. It's based on something external and that's not serving you. And so recognizing that your busyness may be a result of something much deeper. Like anything, awareness is key. And so then you can start making the change and taking action to interrupt that cycle and start changing so that you can step into your best version and ship by shifting those underlying beliefs. So busyness is your number one consequence of low self-esteem for super moms. The next one is overachieving. There are many overachievers who work and do all the things just to make themselves feel good and significant. We have this fear, this fear of letting others know that, that you're not good enough. That belief, that underlying belief is fueling that, right? And you fear that and so that you work twice as hard trying to prove otherwise. But if you were to go back and change that belief that you're holding, you wouldn't have to work so hard. You wouldn't have to prove anything to anyone. Perfectionism. Perfectionism is another consequence. Believing that you have to be perfect or that you have to do things perfectly, it feeds the belief of not being enough. It's absolutely impossible to be perfect because we are humans. But when you have that belief, like when you have that belief that you're not, not enough, you end up creating these unrealistic expectations and it's going to leave you with a constant feeling of failure and perhaps that you are a mistake instead of making a mistake because you're, 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 again, your worth is tied to an external ruler. And so it is so important it's so important to change that underlying belief. 
to take back your worth and recognize that you are worthy in and of yourself. Not because you do something. Not because you are something. Not because you are perfect, because that's unrealistic. I've been talking with my with with moms and a lot of super moms and they say, "Oh, I don't struggle with perfectionism or I'm a recovering perfectionist." I hear that. But when we dig deeper, we see that we're still measuring ourselves against these unrealistic expectations and then we come up short because we tend to hold things. We tend to gravitate towards things that are going to reinforce those beliefs that we hold. And it's important to widen your view instead of focusing in on those things that reinforce our belief looking at the bigger picture and this might mean like practicing self-forgiveness forgiving yourself for not being perfect accepting yourself for your strengths and your weaknesses That's going to help you increase or improve your self-esteem and like yourself more. And to the point where, where because you accept yourself for your imperfect self, you, you will foster a deeper, more unconditional love for yourself. And when that changes, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's going to change everything. It is a complete game changer. Another consequence of low self-esteem is people-pleasing. Now, that might not be very surprising to you. People-pleasing is a behavior that is very common among supermoms. Moms are... As moms, we are responsible for taking care of our kids. Like, it is our job as a mom. I'm not saying it's not. But many of us have been raised, or we've, we've been conditioned to completely sacrifice our own selves for our families. And so people-pleasing crosses the line to helping people at the expense of your own needs and wants and your own identity. It's putting others' needs in front of and as more important than your own. We do this. Some of it's natural, like we do this with our kids. But here's the thing. We are teaching our kids, our children, we're teaching them how to have healthy boundaries. They're watching us. We're modeling this for them. If you're finding yourself saying no or saying yes when what you really mean is no, if you're finding yourself doing things that you don't really want to do, And it's just because you have to look deeper. If it's if it's if you're doing things that you don't want to do because you feel that it's going to help you gain the like importance or worthiness or like it's not from a sincere heart or you're finding that you're struggling with communicating those boundaries 
Like many times we confuse saying no, like we, we confuse assertiveness with aggressiveness and we start mind reading we're saying, oh, if I say no to this, then this person is going to think dot, dot, dot. Right, we start putting thoughts into other people's minds, that, like reacting to what we think the other person is thinking. That's mind reading, that's a thinking error. And that's something that could increase our behavior, like our people-pleasing behaviors. So you really need to look and see like, well, what thinking errors, what is really going on here? And why am I struggling with saying no? Why am I struggling with upholding, setting, establishing healthier boundaries? That's something that needs, it's a skill. That's the good thing. It's a skill that can be learned. So that you can decrease those people-pleasing habits or those behaviors and start reinforcing a new belief. As I mentioned, we tend to gravitate and hold on to things that reinforce our old beliefs, the beliefs that are ingrained in us. One of the, or part of the process of shifting those beliefs is to ask yourself, well, what, who is my best self? What do I want to be like? Like, who is she? And what thoughts, what beliefs does that person, do I need to have in order to be that person? To think, feel, and do what my ideal self would do. What are those beliefs that I need to hold? And then start looking like, well, what evidence supports that new belief? Start collecting your evidence that supports that new belief. Another consequence of having low self-esteem is procrastination. Now, this kind of goes hand in hand with the perfectionism, because if you're thinking that everything you do needs to be perfect or close to perfect, then you end up procrastinating. You end up being like self-sabotaging yourself by procrastinating on tasks because if you can't do it perfect, which most things we can't because perfectionism is like this lofty, like impossible attainment isn't a word, but like goal, right? And so we end up procrastinating because we have this fear of not succeeding and ultimately ending up not succeeding at all, which will ultimately you just reinforce that belief that you hold, that self-fulfilling prophecy. So those with low self-esteem, we're afraid of letting others know that we're not good enough. And so we go to great lengths to avoid making the mistakes and we end up procrastinating. Now, this is another big consequence especially among super moms, is refusing to ask for help. And because we feel, on one hand, unworthy of receiving the goodness, but also that would mean letting people being vulnerable and letting people know like that maybe we aren't enough. But you are. You are. That is a belief that you hold. And the fear of letting that out 
that belief that's not even a true belief, it's not even a belief that's serving you, keeps you from asking for help. So here's another one. You get caught in the compare game time and time again. This is a big one if you are on social media. You might not even realize like on a conscious level that you are comparing. But because we're naturally like we naturally seek out evidence that supports the belief that we hold when you're on social media or like playing trapped in that compare game, you are collecting, whether consciously or unconsciously, evidence that supports the belief that you're not enough. It keeps you trapped. So like anything, awareness is key. And be proactive. If you find that you are feeling worse about yourself, remove yourself from the situation. You do... Take a social media fast if you need to. Remove people that are making you feel bad about yourself. They do not know that you are not following them anymore. People are not paying attention to this. Here's the thing. People are more concerned about your, themselves than they are about you. It's true, right? Like I did a podcast a while ago, a Facebook Live and a podcast about stop comparing yourself to, or what, did it, what was the thing? Stop. People don't care about, Oh my gosh, my mind just blank. (laughs) Stop caring what other people are thinking about you. That's what it was. Because they are not caring as much as you think they are. And that they're not going to know that you unfollow them. That is you. You are 100% responsible for your own life, for your own feelings, for your own thoughts, and for your own actions. So it is so important for you to be proactive. And if you're not liking something or how something, how you're responding to something, do something about it. Now, there's lots of negative feelings that come up when you have low self-esteem. There's also a huge increase Um, of your risk of developing some mental health disorders like depression and anxiety. Um, If you are experiencing or you have low self-esteem, you are way more likely to experience sadness, shame, anger, loneliness. Your ability to manage stress is way lower than somebody who feels good about themselves and loves themselves. Because that underlying belief of not feeling worthy, of the unworthiness, it feeds the inner mean girl. And the inner mean girl, what I mean by that is the self-doubts, the self-consequence, or the self-consequence, the self-criticism, the negative self-judgment. When you have that belief that you are unworthy, that inner mean girl is loud and she comes out full force which is going to naturally increase all of those negative feelings. When you have those negative feelings, it perpetuates the belief of not being enough. So that cycle continues on and on until it is interrupted with intentional action and intentional work to change the belief that's fueling it all. And that is... In my program, Self-Love Matters, that is exactly what we do. 
we start identifying and challenging those underlying beliefs, we start, I will teach you how to respond to that inner mean girl so that you can quiet her and she will not, you'll put her in her place. I'm going to help you set up boundaries. We're going to talk about relationships, that compare game, perfectionism, people-pleasing, progressing. We are going to dive deep so that you can fall in love with the woman that's underneath that supermom cape so that you can let her, let that cape go. Let that cape go. It's not serving you. Finally, the last consequence I want to talk about today is self-neglect. Basic self-care can fall by the wayside when you don't like who you are. It's like the chicken and the egg, which came first, right? When you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to like yourself. And when you don't like yourself, you are likely not going to take care of yourself. So you've got to, you've got to interrupt that. You've got to take intentional action towards loving yourself. And that's where self-care comes in. I like to start with self-care. If you are in my Moms Without Capes Facebook group, next week we will be doing, or not next week, February 7th, we'll be doing a challenge, a five-day self-care challenge. And this is where you will be taking intentional action each day. I know that you're a doer. That to-do list is long. I know you take action. But I want you to take action to take care of yourself. And that's exactly what you'll be doing in this challenge. It's five days. You can commit to five days. I know you can. The mission of Moms Without Capes is to empower super moms. Moms who don't make time for themselves because they are so busy taking care of everyone and everything else. My goal is to help you get comfortable with hanging up your cape. You might be holding on tight to your cape, tying your worth to your to-do list, packing your schedule and running the kids all over town, sacrificing or postponing your own passions, neglecting your health, and at the end of the day, falling into bed exhausted and already worrying about what needs to get done tomorrow. Sound familiar? This was me for about a decade. The guilt, the shame, the resentment, the overwhelm, the exhaustion. I struggled to put myself on my to-do list. And when I did, I was last on the list. And rarely did I feel up to doing anything that would make me feel good. So my health, my mood, and my family suffered because of it. I started with the doing part because I am an action taker. And so I began implementing small acts of self-care into my days. Being intentional about doing one small thing each day that was just for me. Then I began doing the internal work, the mindset shifts, the self-discovery, and the self-building that helped me truly love myself. Before then, I struggled with low self-esteem, lacked confidence, and was constantly criticizing myself. I had limited boundaries, which led me to saying yes, even when I meant no. I learned how to identify what I wanted and needed and then got good at communicating what I needed and wanted. I started dealing with the perfectionism that ruled my life and 
I started practicing self-compassion. Maybe you are struggling with many of these same issues and you recognize yourself in what I just shared. If so, I invite you to sign up for a discovery call with me. I get it. I can help you let go of that super mom cape and not only find the woman hiding underneath, but fall in love with her. You do not have to do this alone. I want to help you. In the show notes of today's episode, you will find the link to my calendar. Let's talk about what's going on for you and see if working together would make sense on your journey to discovering and loving yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.